Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Yeah. <sighs> oh, let me mute this. There we go. The hell was that? That was new. Well, you never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome everybody to episode one. Oh wait. One one hundred and eight <laughs> of movie Sugtastic. Welcome. Uh, this episode will be reviewing the the seminal eighties classic uh, Top Gun wannabe Iron Eagle. Oh, it's so bad. I remember this being so much better when I was a kid. I remember enjoying it. I remember I, liking it, yeah. I did, yeah. And, definitely. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, well, I know what I happened. We, we, we grew up. <laughs> they were trying to pass this shit off as real a real movie back then. And you know what? When it was played on Cinemax 40 times a month, you probably caught it 35 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it oh just, yeah. Oh man, this is. Uh, I I do remember it being better when I was a kid. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I just remember enjoying it more. No, I remember thinking this was a good film when I was a kid. But do you really think that way when you're a kid? Do you really think to yourself, "This is a good movie"? You just think you just enjoy it. That's it. You're not you're not you're not imposing like goodness on it. You're just I don't know, taking it for what it was. I, I mean I, that's that's my opinion. I, I, was, I think we I think I was kind of a movie buff growing up as a kid. I mean, yeah, me too. But 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 again, I, I think a lot of this stuff you just take it at its value. Uh, you don't really start assigning whether oh it's well done Let, or the acting is like you just it's like wow yeah I like Chappie. I'll give you an example of when I was a kid. I had a and I and I think a lot of people like oh. us had a two VCR setup. There we go. So that yeah. you can make copies of films. Mm-hmm. But. At, at a young age, I'm talking like 
10, 9, 10 years old. I could tell you, just by looking at the movie company that released the film, because I had made so many fucking copies, and I had pretty much uh, dealt with every movie company making films, I could tell you who used Macrovision and who didn't. I could tell you who you would be wasting your time with back when I was a kid. And I can still remember a lot of the companies, too. Vestron. Um, Vestron, always Macrovision. Sony or Columbia Pictures, never. Universal, they would Macrovision a steaming pile of shit. Like, literally. Like, steam coming off of shit. (laughs) I I still don't have a copy of the Big Squeeze, merely because it's uh, Macrovisioned. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you do know that the, they did invent something in the 80s that bypassed that, right? No, it, does, it still doesn't. Shit. I tried it like five years ago. With an anti-macro... It's a copy. Really? It's a copy. It's a DVD, and it was still protected it. Hmm, maybe that... Maybe, hey, I know... Now, well, okay. Now, now what, what does that have to do with liking films? I'm just saying that as a kid growing up, I would, I would watch. So this has nothing to do. No, no, with no listen. Let me finish. Let, let me finish. <laughs> I just, I, it has everything I that I was just ma- merely pointing out that I watched a lot of film films as a kid, and <laughs> I, I was, you know, pirating my collections as a kid. And it's like this is a great film. This is not a great film. Don't even bother. I absolutely okay. made a point for me, you know, judging films even as a Be- kid. I, I, I'm just saying. I th- as, 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 you just as want to nitpick it. That's all you want to do. <laughs> what? You just want to nitpick it. That's all. I'm not nitpicking. I'm saying as well buttressed as your argument is, mm. I, I, I still saying I just feel that at that age, even if we say this was good, that was good, we're not uh, at that age. I don't think we're actually applying standards as much as saying good as in I liked it. I don't. I, I don't. I think there's a little more leeway to what the word "good" means back then um, as opposed to now. Well, yeah. No, I agree with that. I, I totally think, growing up, uh, when I would watch, say watch a film like Iron Eagle, I would think it's the greatest film ever. But that was in a ten-year-old's. You know. That. I know. I, I'm. I'm hammering it home. <laughs> Let me hammer it home. <laughs> Never mind. You know, as you get older, you realize, oh, maybe Iron Eagle wasn't the best thing. And then as you even get more older and you see more great cinema that you might not have been able to see growing up, you realize that Iron Eagle is really bad. (laughs) You know? Or even just by watching Iron Eagle again. Or even by watching Iron Eagle again. And I was just merely pointing out that watching it now, because I really hadn't seen it since I was maybe, you know, maybe 10, 12 years old. You really just see how bad it actually is in all areas. So, so we're agreed that we don't like it now, and we did then. Yes. Okay. Let's let's move on. Um, I mean, it came out the same year as Top Gun. Right. Uh, and I which believe, is not a, an accident, by the way. No, of course not. I believe this came out second. Um, I have the yes. the wiki. This came out January. Yeah. Ooh, now, God. May I know it? According to this, it came out January of 1986. Iron Eagle's a January movie. <laughs> oh. it's, that's not good. I, th- I think uh, Top Gun was a summer release. 
Right. So and, uh, what's they, your theory they, they, on they that? You it. you have a theory on that, right? That well, it's not a theory. It's it's how it's how Hollywood works. It, what happens is, uh, and usually it's the other way around. But in this case, I'll make an exception. Usually, the second film. What hap- what'll ha- usually what'll happen is a studio starts a big production, and all the other studios find out and realize that this production is going to uh, might start a trend in the marketplace. So they'll rush their own projects to match it, and usually the copies that they rush come out before the the first big one. Uh, there's a lot of examples. I can't think of any off the top of my head. This is one case where it's not true. I don't think that Top Gun was made to try to beat Iron Eagle to the, to the, to the chase. Yeah, it's probably it's the other way around. Right, but but nine times out of ten, if there's a two, two of the same type of films that come out in the same summer, the same season, of the same theme, and it's obvious that they're trying to play off each other, usually the first one out is the copy. Right. I mean, just now yeah. on the screen, they showed him in his convertible sports car. Uh, you know, it's an oldie, but it's a, it's a muscle car and he's driving real fast and he's basically racing the jet that's landing. What did that scene look like? The scene from Top Gun where he's on his fucking uh, ninja motorcycle racing a jet that's landing. Well, I've never seen Top Gun. So oh, really? Well, there's... I still haven't seen it. The, I mean, the similarities uh, for that scene alone are just ridiculous. Now- I know we haven't talked about the plot or anything, but I want to back up. At that beginning, when he gets in the car and hooks up his his cassette tape to the eight, to the uh, to the eight track player, yeah. Uh, when he pulls now, he's he obviously he, he's the scene has him driving in and out of traffic, driving like a complete asshole. Uh, the show that he's cool and he knows how to drive or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but the first moment when he pulls away, a car pulls up next to him and slams on his brakes like he cut it off. Right, right. But he's but he's leaving the curb. And the car's like at a 45-degree angle. So the only way he could have cut this car off if the car was trying to drive onto the, the yard to his right through him. There's a lot of mistakes like that. It's just a lot of, <laughs> like, ah, they won't notice. <laughs> it's like, just, just have a car pull up next to it, slam on the brakes. He's next to the curb. He's not even... <laughs> it was... Um, you know, a lot of stuff like that. I mean, now... Uh, the basic plot is this guy's a young hot dog Top Gun. Uh, the the sensational newcomer Jason Gadzik. Gedrick. Uh, Gedrick, sorry, Gedrick. Gedrick. Excuse me. Yeah, I knew somebody called Gazdick. That's uh, mm. and uh, he. Uh, it's funny because I guess right now he's behind us. He's uh, at the the hot dog stand. Yeah. Or the burger stand. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you look, there's all these other child actors around him. Every single one of them. More successful than him. Yeah, <laughs> the kid, the kid from uh, um, what Teen Wolf uh, Reven- Styles? <laughs> kid from the kid from Teen Wolf, the kid from Revenge of the Nerds, the kids from uh, that guy right there. <laughs> that guy, that guy had that that small scene in Pulp Fiction with Uma Thurman, the other, the where he other, throws the guy the vas- the dirty jar of Vaseline. The the other guy, the other kid, he's from that one body. Uh, uh, she's just one of the boys, I think. He's like the brother. Just one of the guys. <laughs> Just one of the guys. The other kid is is from a bunch of shit. Every single the girlfriend, child actor, the girlfriend who's not utilized in the film hardly at all. She's she yeah. was uh, she's very successful. She went on to the office, uh, the American version of the office, for a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done a ton of stuff. I can't remember her name. The other but... girl, the other girl, she ends up in the Saw films. That's right. I mean, every <laughs> it's great. This is like his big movie is like oh, and featuring newcomer jason gadrick and this is like where he's this is it for him 
Everything else from here on in is guest appearances. And recently he was on Dexter, I think. Yes, he was on a season of Dexter. <laughs> it's just, he's the leading part of this movie. And literally every single person around him has a more successful career than him. What, you didn't like rooftops? <laughs> you don't like you can rooftops? Even, you can even track like... <laughs> you can even track each character like based on their other films. Like after this, he drops out of the Air Force thing and ends up living on rooftops. Uh, the other kid, he goes to college and ends up joining Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. The other kid moved out of town after the whole Teen Wolf thing, so now this is a new area for him. It's even the asshole he races. I think had a better career than him. Yeah, he was like I said, he was in pulp, uh, not Pulp Fiction. What the hell am I talking about? I apologize. I know everyone's screaming at their their radio right now. Or no, they're not. Just to say, yeah, they are. They're doing it. Yeah, just, just. What is it? Why, why do you got to ruin it? Uh, Kill Bill. Well, he was in it? Kill Bill, where he throws the dirty jar of Vaseline and oh, yeah. tells the guys like, because uh, she's, you know, she's in a coma. Says, hey, it gets a little yeah. dry down there, and they do a nice close-up shot, and it's all disgusting. He's that guy. Right. Gets his head bashed he's in by Uma Therma when she wakes up. He's the, or- he's the orderly. Yes. In getting a Kill Bill. Okay. Just shortening that description down to touch. Just a little bit. Just I just, saw just, I saw what you did there. But people would want to see the film based on my description. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, Wait, I, I paint a nice. A, I'm painting a picture here. Painting a picture. You you, you're throwing a Polaroid at him. <laughs> you had me a Vaseline. Yeah, I bet I did. And um, even his father, Tim <laughs> Thomerson, <laughs> with brown hair. It's as weird as when they do it to Steve Martin, where they throw brown hair on him. It's like, what? What are you doing? Just fucking stop it! <laughs> every time, every time the the Noriega, the Noriega or uh, Saddam Hussein wannabe like yells at him or yeah. like, talks to him, I keep waiting for him to say, "Don't fuck with me. I'm doll man, motherfucker." Doll man, <laughs> Jack Death. I'm Jack Death. Jack Death. Johnny, I'm Jack Death. No, it's Jack. It's Jack Death, right? Yeah. Yeah, trancers. <laughs> It'd be funny if this whole thing was like a Trancers prequel. Oh, God. How many of those did they make? Didn't they make six or seven of those? Uh, there's six. I have four of them because I couldn't find five. Oh, God. I, I'm planning on having a Trancers marathon at one point, you know, you know, on a sad, lonely, drunken night. Yeah, you think? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> any any night that you have a, a Trancers marathon is a sad, lonely, drunken night. That is, yeah. Maybe watch a little Cherry 2000. <laughs> yeah, but there's not six of those. No, I know, but he was—he had a small part in there, and I liked his part more than the movie. <laughs> I've never even seen Doll Man. That's when I gave up. Wow, never saw Doll Man, huh? I've seen at least oh. a couple of those. Fucking Full Moon Entertainment, which was a subsidiary it, of Paramount. It was like, yeah, all, we do all the horror shit. Paramount does all the blockbusters. Let's get that straight. <laughs> well, they—they they, they, everything they did was okay. Well, let's start a franchise now. So you had uh, Puppet Master. Puppet Master, Doll Man, they did, uh, they they picked up the Trancer series. Yeah, oh, fucking Full Moon. And it just became synonymous with shit. Yeah. It, it was, but you know it what? It was the sci-fi channel version of horror films. But in hindsight, because it's always 2020, you would take a Full Moon film over anything sci-fi channel's putting out today. That's how yeah, piss but, poor sci-fi has become. But, but if, if it was now, they'd all be showing on sci-fi anyway. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'll take hey, a Puppet I'm, I'm Master a fan of the Five. First Puppet Master film, you know, but yeah, after a while. Sure. Oh yeah. Um. So so we got sidetracked. The Iron Eagle. The whole plot is fair. It, 
very fairly simple. Uh, young young uh, wanna young newcomer Jason Ga- uh, Gadrick mm-hmm. is the son of a Air Force pilot who is shot down over some uh, like Iran again, type some, like, country. Some like yeah, some like third wa- third world uh, dictatorship of unknown. Una- Did they ever actually name the country either? Uh, you know what? I don't want to say. Don't think they- I don't want to say they did. I'll look at the wiki real quick while you're talking. I could um, swear they talked around it the entire time. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. And and so he he decides to uh, the the government won't do anything to save his father, and he's sentenced to death after some kangaroo court. So he decides to uh, get all of his other army brat army base brat friends together and steal fighter jets and go save him himself with the help of Lou Gossett. They just say he uh, gets shot down over the Mediterranean Sea in international waters, and the Arab state court finds him guilty. That's so th- that's that's incorrect too. I don't even think they were over the water at that point. He said I could he was be wrong. Pa- well, he was oh, okay. I read that wrong. Uh, he was patrolling over the Mediterranean Sea and then gets shot down. Right. And it says, yeah, despite I, I the incident occurring over international waters, the Arab states court finds Colonel Masters guilty of trespassing. So it actually does say that the incident's over international, but I guess when he got shot, he land, you know, he just. Well, they they explain that in the little. They explain that in the scene that uh, if anybody is is uh, related to somebody in the military or knows anything about military procedure and protocols, uh, the scene that makes has, has them tearing their hair out when the 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 son of a pilot barges into the, like the, the war headquarters or what have you, and they immediately start telling him everything. <laughs> yeah. Not Listen, only what's happened, yeah, not yeah, only what's happened, right. but taking him to the big map and saying, he was right here, and this is that. Right. It's, uh, it's, what did they say it was? It was 100 miles, and we only recognize 12, son. They, no, the <laughs> other way around. It's, it's, it's 100 miles. And, yeah, they call it 100 miles. We only recognize 12. Right. And then so, and, and so we they think claimed it, it was we a We think it's bullshit. <laughs> All right, you think it's bullshit? That's should, fantastic. Should you be should should you be telling me all this, sir? <laughs> what are you gonna it, do about it? And it raises a good point. Uh, one of the things was usually in this type of film, the military is is glad to lend support and give them uh, airplanes and and help. Million, they call it consulting, but they'll give them a bunch airplanes. of free shit. Yeah. What? M- multi-million dollar airplanes. Yeah, but the, so what, they'll consult and they'll give them equipment, let them shoot on base and stuff. This film, they were originally gonna do it. But they backed off when they realized the plot had a bunch of teenagers basically usurping uh, top secret information and uh, it's basically bypassing their security on every level. <laughs> we can't have these kids do that. They look <laughs> like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> exactly. There's this, I mean, war games. You can give it the war games. It's one guy, and like he's supposed to be a super genius. These are kids just like talking their way onto base and, and arranging to have fighter jets fully armed and waiting for them. Well, they have the secret weapon, Chappy Sinclair. <laughs> he doesn't do any of that. He just plans the thing. The Chappy Sinclair. Chappy. Chappy. Lou Gatson. Are you trying to make a man out of me? <laughs> Are we going to get into that right now? We should. <laughs> this plot's um, razor thin. We should just get into the good stuff. Well, the... Uh... <laughs> Are you trying to make a man out of me like my dad? Well, <laughs> your dad, he did a pretty fine job. I don't have to do it. Goes, oh, damn, I'm I did scared. put that in the clips. I'm scared, see, Chappie. What if I don't... What if I fail? Well, you're going to see me get mad! 
It's like, well, wow. Um, <laughs> this is our. This is an the, Oscar winner, a bona fide Oscar winner. <laughs> at about the halfway mark at the film, while while Chappie's spending all this time with uh, Jason, uh, I don't even know the character's real name. Who cares? Um, but uh, Doug, Doug, Doug Masters. Doug Masters. Masters. Of course it's Doug Masters. Masters. Doesn't play by the rules. Doug Masters. What? This, who writes this shit? You're lapsing into your uh, oh, uh, Taylor Kitsch. My Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> um, Chappie, but it, are you going to make a man out of me? <laughs> at, a, at a certain point, I, I started wondering... At what part of the filmmaking process did they, did they cut out all the gay sex scenes? <laughs> and yeah, I want to see. Uh, that. I want to see that of, director's uh, cut. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, obviously, or at least I hope, obviously, unintentional homoerotic situations in the film. And I, I, I actually prepared a short. Uh, we're going to try to start showing more clips from the movies as we're interview- reviewing them. I, I, I uh, prepared a short montage of about two and a montage. half minutes of some of the, of some of the more. <laughs> Um, questionable sequences. Mm. Do you want to play those right now? Uh, yeah, we can play them right now. Hold on, let me uh, the, let me set it up. This the, yeah, this is this is the gay edit of. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, yeah, this is a short collection of scenes that made me uh, wonder if there was more going on between Doug and Chappie than than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Here, let me uh, just so it doesn't fuck me up. Let me just put this over here. There we go. That's the wrong thing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Here it is. Yes, there it is. Okay. All right. Let's do this. For our viewing audience. And actually, for it's actually better for our listening audience because some of these scenes, if you're not looking at them, they sound worse. Yeah, they really do. All right, here it is. Well, you have like a seven-minute opening on this thing. Shut up. <laughs> well, it's good visual. Okay. Listen, I heard what happened to your dad, and I... Yeah. Marty, I was wondering if you could slip me in. (laughs) Tell you what, there's someone doing here now, but he's running late. So why don't I load her up for you, and you can take it till he gets here. Thanks (laughs) a lot. Doug, just keep cool about this. It isn't the same as sneaking you in at night, okay? This is the part where, where uh, Lou Gotsit is shaking his ass at Jason Gedrick. Courting him with a, a uh, sexual uh, display. It's, you know what it is, too? It's the look on Gedrick's face. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get some of that. Yeah, the look at his face is a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> There's only five choppers stationed there. Give me the anti-aircraft locations. Which ones? This is the shower scene. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna take some time. They're listed all over the place. Like Italian? <laughs> gonna go out on a date. Yeah, huh? <laughs> you eat while you read. Hey, wait a minute. Just where do you think you're going? I just wanted to see what you were doing. I want you to see what my pillow in bed is doing. I want you to sleep. <laughs> oh! Fine, it'll eat up your fuel. Sorry, sir. I was just getting used to the throttle. It's a little touchy. Yeah, yeah. 
lucky I'm not in that cockpit with you. I'd show you touchy. Letting this boy loose <laughs> would be a big mistake. He's already demonstrated his inability to keep his big mouth shut. I would suggest sending him to an institution that can order him to keep that big mouth shut. Are you saying we should confine the boy to some sort of penal facility? <laughs> I said, get your butt in my trailer now. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, shit. Get your butt. And later on that night, he found out why they call him Chappie. <laughs> oh, sweet lord. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of that going on here. And uh, between that and the total uh, disregard for what our what you would consider our Air Force to have put in place as far as security goes, uh, it's, it's pretty uh, slightly disturbing. Uh, yeah. Yes, and then it is. the last, yeah, and then it's it's a two hour film, surprisingly. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's it, long. It's well, they long. they take a good half an hour just to build up the whole idea of uh of uh, the Tim Thomerson as his father and him as a rebel and the motorcycle chase. There's a whole that whole sequence where he races a motorcycle in an airplane, which. Just makes no sense all around. Eh, it just showed he can fly. He's got skills. Yo, I get that's all that. It, did. it still makes no sense all around. And then there's the whole prom sequence, which your dad means... would have wanted you to go. Really? Because <laughs> his dad looks like he wanted him to get his fucking ass out of there. Now, now, if he didn't go to the prom, the terrorists would win. Do you want that? No, of course not. <laughs> and the mother, she 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 shows up in the beginning. She's you know she's there. She's talking to the son. Then they start hatching the scheme, and all of a sudden they're out all night. They're all oh, we're sleeping over. Everybody's out. It's like the mother's home alone, <laughs> just yeah. like staring at a wall, clutching a bottle of pills, wondering where the the husband, the father's service revolver is. Well, that, I mean, she's all alone. She even goes uh, as far as to say, "I've been through this already too." <laughs> I didn't know your dad was alive or dead the last time this happened. She's <laughs> already going through the little black book, calling people. Whoa! I might be, <laughs> I might be free on Friday. I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but uh, I, I, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big boy. Uh. There's a total disregard for the mother after the first 45 minutes of the film. She's not even there. Then at the end, when he's talking to, to Chappie, and he says, well, I want to go tell my mother something. So I tell you what, I'll have, uh, oh, what's his name? I forget the character's name. They call him Georgie Boy. <laughs> no, no, it was it was the guy from, uh, it was the guy. The, when they go the guy out with the eat, glasses. Slap, slappy, Slappy. Slappy. <laughs> Which is the guy? It's the guy with the gravelly voice from uh, Weird Science. Oh yeah, yeah. Family jewels. The family jewels. The big, big titties. <laughs> so like, I'll have I'll have him tell your mother. Tell your the man. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Masters, your son's gonna die. Your no, no, no. Your son's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Your younger boy, I hit him in the driveway. He did too. <laughs> she like she likes I malacas. <laughs> I hear your husband's dead soon. You wanna talk? Ah, you know you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it much better than I am. No, I'm not. 
That's right. The family jewels? The family jewels. What did he talk about with the family jewels? Explain it to the man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He should have been in this film more. Oh, of course. Every time he's in a movie, you want him in it more. When he was in Action Jackson, it's like, please be in it more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the only... uh, the only thing in the film, and again, the only thing in the film that's gayer than the sexual tension between Lou Gossett and uh, Jason Gad- Gadrick Dougie. is the 80s music. Oh, so bad. So bad. I, and even have a song when, by when Queen, if, you know. That's the, that's like the man, most, that's the manliest song. That and the song by Dio are, when, when Queen and Dio are like the, the. Dio band, was the song actually, at the end, right? Actually, the least gay song in the movie is by Twisted Sister, A Bunch of Guys in Drag. <laughs> That's the least gay song in the movie. And, <sighs> yeah. uh, again, Dio, Dio like, is, oh, that almost sounds like a real song. Yeah. Everything else is so hairband. When, the, when, when Dougie is in his plane racing the motorcycle, uh, the one kid actually says to him, because he, he always plays music in his, in his, air, in his cockpit, that's his thing. Right. And he says, man, that, that that music's jamming, or something along those lines. <laughs> and it's not. It's like this It's, it's this uh, blondie wannabe hair band from the 80s. And it's like, no, this is what you play like in Footloose before they, they race the tractors. What the fuck? <laughs> this is something you bomb people to? And it, it's... In Top Gun, the music was n- not a, a real big part of the film. There was a couple of big songs in the movie... Specifically during sex scenes, but other than that, it, but they were, that's because they weren't playing it in the cockpit. Right, right. It, it just this film went that. Uh, first of all, I don't think can you play music in the in the cockpit like that. I mean, with the headgear and everything, it's got to be uncomfortable. I, I oh, and also, are we in the prom scene right now? No, that's over. Oh, I'm I'm a little behind you. Uh, well, because I played I the clip, I played the clip, and I kind of tried to find out where I was. Oh, whatever. I, I just uh, I just love the fact that they, they, we've got two black characters, so of course we have to have a break dancing sequence in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's doing the robot. The robot. Look and he thinks doing. that the so- music, and he likes the music that Jason plays in the plane. No good. No good. <laughs> Actually, even you want to add more to the sexual tension between Dougie and Chappie? Uh, what about the end where he gives them the mixtape? Oh God! He's like, play that tape. If anything happens to me, you play. And then it starts playing. <laughs> oh, it goes, well, looks like I didn't make it. <laughs> Something bad happened. I, I, th- I think the first minute of it should have been like, should have been the song from uh, Heavy Metal. Somewhere beside me. <laughs> Open arms. Yeah, open arms. Open arms. <laughs> then it fades out. I'm dead now. I'm dead. And if you're not a pussy, you'll flip this tape over and listen to the other half. And then he flips it over and he's like, well, looks like you got the guts. Or, you know, you decided to go through with it. Because he basically tells him, well, if you want to turn around at this point because you're all alone and I'm dead, go ahead. And he's like, well, looks like you want to go through it? Go ahead. Just do as we planned and you'll be all right. It's like, really? I, I, I'm sorry. I like no, nobody's, do, he... nobody's doing what he's doing and making it out. I think every five minutes he should have reminded him that it was his fault he's dead. 
you notice. Of course, your fault. I wouldn't be recording this death tape if you hadn't talked me into this. So it's really your fault. <laughs> it would be awesome if they released a soundtrack and one track was literally just the entire Lou Gossett, uh mixtape. Oh God, <laughs> I would love that. Then he plays a mixtape for his dad when he gets his dad. Oh yeah. This way. Well, your son saved me. Of course, he killed me too. He killed me too. But let's not dwell on that. Let me tell you how good a son he is. How good of a job he did raising him. How good of a pilot. I'm fucking dead. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> You're alive. I'm dead. <laughs> Chappie Sinclair. <laughs> Chappie Sinclair. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm in heaven. Who knows? If I'll send it, you a sign. How about that? I'll send you a sign. I'll send you a sign. You're low I on think fuel. The sequel should, I think he should have remained dead, and the sequel should have been like Chappie recorded like hundreds of tapes. <laughs> and so the kid starts going on like these obscure missions in like it, it, foreign countries just because the tapes tell him to. Now you're going to take another fighter jet, and you're going to go You're gonna go to Detroit. Now listen to me. <laughs> you're going to see me. a man named, named Tiny, but he's not going to be tiny. He's going to be big. And when you get to see that man, you're going to ask him a question, and he's going to give you the answer. <laughs> what are you talking about, Chappie? Chappie, what are you talking about? Tim Thomas, Thomerson, brown hair. It's freaking me out. <laughs> That's why you, you, you're, you're never, even though it says Tim Thomas at the beginning, yeah. literally, except for the times when he's actually talking, every time you see him, you're like, that's not Tim Thomerson, is it? It really doesn't. With with the brown hair, it really doesn't look like him. You know what that that just happened to me with? Um, it's a new movie coming out. Uh, Kick Ass Two comes out uh, this uh, summer. Jim Carrey yeah. is in it. Oh yeah. And when you watch the trailer, and it's like, holy shit, that's Jim Carrey. I would not have known. I would not have guessed it was him if I hadn't have read a comment that said, "Wow, Jim Carrey." Right, and I'm. When I watch the trailer and I'm just scratching my head, I go, this guy kind of looks a little like Jim Carrey. But it doesn't. And then at the end of the trailer, it was showing everyone in it. It says, and Jim Carrey. I'm like, holy shit. It's fucking Jim Carrey. To be honest, Jim Carrey is the only reason I want to see that sequel. I really hope they don't fuck it up. What what else are you going to do? I mean, it was was perfect for what it was. Taking it to the next level is just, Mm -hmm. like, pointless. I mean, and I'm only interested in seeing it. Just to see the Jim Carrey character, right? I, lo- I mean, everything I, and, else. I, maybe it's good. I don't know, but don't I'm know. not interested. in I it. I think everyone except- from the original is involved with the second, including the director. I have, I'd have to. Look. See, see, it looks like it. Yeah, I have to look that up. But when Jim Carrey in the trailer, you know, he's telling everyone, "All right, let's go out there and have fun with it." And I'm like, "Yeah, have fun with it." <laughs> I like that's a great fucking line, and I like that Jim Carrey is delivering it. <laughs> I like. I, I'm actually of the of the mind. I like to go back and watch the Jim Carrey films that everyone uh, that like disappeared. Everyone, no one talks about anymore. And those are the ones I enjoy more now. Well, like Once Bitten. <laughs> well, I'm thinking more like I just recently finally watched Twenty Three, the number Twenty Three. Oh yeah, I saw that. I I, I remember liking that. It was it was decent. It I enjoyed it. It wasn't a bad it film. It wasn't great. It was. Or it was. Di- it was it was different than what I expected, which automatically I liked. Right. Uh, but I mean, like stuff like that, 
that no one talks about anymore. You watch this. Wow, this is interesting. He's he's like playing different characters. He's acting. It's a, there's something going on here. And, and but everybody, I, I've had like at least four times in the past month, I've had people reference Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I think is highly overrated. I've never seen it. And I think it's. I believe it's highly overrated. I didn't care for it. Uh, I, I think it's all concept and no follow through, and it's just the director dicking around. It's like, oh, here's what I'm gonna do now. I'm, gonna, I, you know, I'm. I, it's too. It's too self conscious. It's the what's his name? Uh, I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, Kaufman. Huh? Kaufman. Kaufman? Charlie Kaufman. Are you talking about the script? Talking about. I'm talking about the director too. I don't. I'll remember, look it up. I don't but, remember who directed but, but, it. Basically, what I'm saying is like all these films that that got. Got that people credited and liked, like uh, the the um, oh, uh, the one where he's on TV. Yeah, I was just going to mention it. Um, that's uh, Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yeah, I, I am talking about Kaufman, right? It, it, the Kaufman stuff. I'm iffy on. It, he gets a lot. I think he gets a lot more credit for what it's worth uh, on some level. I like some of his stuff, but I, I think a lot of it is like that Magnolia effect, where he did some great shit, and so everything he does, everybody kind of like gives a little pass for. I think so. I mean, I mean, he did being John Malkovich. He did. Um, I think that's the one. I think that, that, that grabbed everybody's attention, and he kind of rode that. I I didn't a hundred percent care for it. It Was interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I uh, human nature. I think no one liked adaptation is a personal favorite, but only because of it's it's about screenwriting. Yeah. And 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 I can relate to that. I can't see normal people relating to the movie. It's it's too much in. It's too aware of itself. Right. And I think like all of his stuff does that. I'm dying to see uh, that one other one, Cynic Doc, Cynic Doche, whatever the hell you pronounce it. Oh. That's the one that pretty much everybody hated. He hasn't done anything since. Oh really? He's got a bunch of shit in pre-production, but that was like his last film because it bombed horribly, like critically. Oh. Everyone hated it. I was like, was, what the um, fuck is this? Other than Kick Ass, Nicolas Cage had a small part in that. But I think Adaptation was probably his last great film where he acted, where he, he you, was great acting from Nick, Nicolas Cage. I mean Jim Carrey. Well, I was actually just going a Nicholas little Cage. bit off and talking about oh. Nicolas Cage, about Adaptation, now, now, you know, because you mentioned it. Oh, but but, but be, now let's be fair. Nicolas Cage, uh, when, when you go bankrupt and all of a sudden you owe people thousands, you know, millions of dollars, That's you true. do whatever the fuck comes over your way. Now, Drive Angry. Not well, no, it's a, it's a, that's a good, that's a really good film. But as far as acting film. goes, I'm talking about pure acting. I think adaptation is the last time he really did any of that. It's, it's the last film he acted in that demanded, uh, real talent. Um, Probably. maybe, maybe, maybe Bad Lieutenant to Part Two. I heard that. I've never seen it. I heard it was awful. Didn't it's not good, but he's good in it. Yeah. Okay. And it can't be good because it's a sequel to Bad Lieutenant. Nothing. If if they made the film and didn't call it Bad Lieutenant, people would have liked it. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, uh, I could see that. Dead sir. I mean, I watched it, and the only thing holding me back from enjoying the film was that it was called The Bad Lieutenant. It's like, <laughs> all right, just call it. Just call it Port of Call. Yeah, get rid, get rid of the Bad Lieutenant part. Just call it Port of Call. Don't even make me think of the classic movie uh, Harvey uh, Keitel film sure Harvey Keitel film because all you're doing is make me think of that now and every time you do something in this film that reminds me of that I just want to go watch that watch <laughs> yeah 
Now, uh, Kick-Ass 2, the director, is it's not the original director. His name is Jeff, Jeff Wadlow, and he's only done a handful of things. He's done a handful of short films. He did a movie called Cry Underscore Wolf. I don't know why there's an underscore in there. Um, he Cry did, Wolf, is that the horror film? I don't, if from 2005... That that sounds familiar. That's Cry Wolf. I, I that that's a it horror is, film. I it is a horror believe. film. That's the one where uh, they make up they make up a uh, a horror like a Jason type character, and then he he becomes real and starts killing people. Oh, is that what that? Oh, okay. It's got Bon Jovi if in it. If I remember correctly. Oh God. That's what it was. Bon Jovi's in that. Ugh. Oh, it's got to be good then. It's got to be. Uh, then he did a film called Never Back Down, which I believe was a martial arts film. Uh, yeah (laughs) oh god listen to this listen to the synopsis for this for never back down pg-13 obviously going for those teens uh at his new high school a rebellious teen is lured into an underground fight club where he finds a mentor in a mixed martial arts vet uh in a mixed martial arts veteran wow does that sound like shit i think that has a gary song in it I think I've seen. Is no? Is that the one? Or is that the movie? I'm, am I thinking of the movie called Fight? I I don't know. I I think I'm thinking of this one. He moves into a town, and they they, they he like they end up like talking him into uh, joining this fight club type thing. Um, I think it, I, it could be. Yeah. Or am I thinking of a movie called Fight? I'm, and I you're just trying you to you're just trying to associate it with uh, a a Gerard song. Because I, I, because the film, it's a bad idea for a film, and I caught it on cable, and I caught five minutes, and literally the five minutes I caught had a My Chemical Romance film in it, song in it. <laughs> okay. Um, you know yeah, what else it's got the Chemical song Romance? Teenagers in it by My Chemical Romance. Teenagers. There you yep. go. I was right. That's, I, I saw five minutes of the film. It's exactly what it is. He, he moves to a town, and like the, the, the Fight Club kids uh, pretty much like bully him into joining. <laughs> Because because yeah. I watched the scene where they're they're fighting at a at a party and he goes there and he won't fight. It's like, no, I'm not gonna fight. <laughs> I'm real, I'm real good though. I'm real good, but I'm not gonna do it. You know what also had a My Chemical Romance song in it? There's um, been a bunch of movies actually, surprisingly enough. Well, the, the one I just watched, Premium Rush. Oh, did it? Did it have the Na 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 song? Uh, they've they've yes. been using that song a lot. Yeah, that's that's. Well, it's an easy song to throw in somewhere. It really is. I mean, you could kind of throw that in anywhere. Uh, but he's doing Kick-Ass 2. So the last film he did was Never Back Down, and that was five years ago. So it's not like they gave him this, you know, oh, we're going to give you something right after Never Back Down. We liked it so much. He must have fought and clawed his way into this to get this film. Maybe, maybe he was busy doing something else. Who knows? I don't know. There's Maybe they just couldn't get anybody else to direct it. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, it might be in Iron Eagle. In Iron Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Iron Eagle. Jesus. And and when I I challenged it to you, like I said, when I challenged it to you, I was like, "All right, we'll do Iron Eagle instead," because I initially did DOA. And in the back of my head, I'm like, "Eh, you know, Iron Eagle. I'm not really 100 percent happy with it. But then after I watched it. There's a lot of gold in this movie, like the like the gay undertones that you that you were able to find, the poor dialogue delivered by everyone. They, they, 
able to find, they slapped me across the face like a big dick. Oh my! <laughs> Talking about <laughs> like I was like I was looking for them. I'm watching the movies like, whoa, that was gay. <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, are you gonna be there I, I, for me, Chappie? <laughs> and I usually expect that stuff when I'm watching gay porn, not when I'm watching, you know, Iron Eagle or a major theatrical release. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh my God, it just my logic's not flawed. So. Oh, you know what I like too? <laughs> they 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 have the fake. They have the kangaroo court trial uh, to to sentence Tim T- Tim Thomerson to death uh-huh. by hanging. Oh, so right. then later on, they show a scene where they're they're building us gallows. It's like uh-huh. this is the first time they've ever hung anybody in this town. <laughs> <laughs> we have to build a gallows to hang this man. Really? They've never hung anybody here before. It's the first. They're painting it and shit. It's the first time <laughs> like, ever, ever. There's not. Say, <laughs> like, why can't we use the gallows over there? Yeah. I guess because normally they just chop their hands off or something. Yeah. I, usually when I you're guess, trying to steal I guess an the apple. Whole hang, I guess the whole hanging thing was just like a, a reference to uh, Ronald Reagan being in there. <laughs> Uh, to go back just a tad, Matthew Vaughn is the original director of Kick-Ass. He's producing, Dude. he's producing Fantastic Four. As I try to reel us back in the Iron Eagle. Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> but we're talking about it. Yeah, I know. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> like when they come, they come to Tim Thomerson for the confession. I need a confession from you. <laughs> yeah, bring the, bring the, bring the president down here. I'll give it to him. I'll shove it up his ass. <laughs> you should have had that in your your clips. <laughs> yeah, but that that's just typical. Yeah, I, no, I, like well, I know it's not a it's not a gay scene, but when you throw it amidst all of the scenes that you have, it works. True. I, I I'm not you know I'm not judging it. I'm not saying you didn't do a good job. You did a great job. You're saying it sucks. I got you. I understand. Nah, well, okay, fine. <laughs> it sucks. Oh man, it sucks. Um. Any good trivia for this? Uh, oh, the only one I can think of is is the uh, one of the stunt pilots in this film later went on to die doing stunt pilot work in Top Gun. Oh God, really? Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, interesting. Which means they filmed this before Top Gun. So, which uh, the, proves my point. The film was originally intended to be released in the summer of 1986, but the release was pushed up to January to avoid competition and confusion with Top Gun. See. Now, see that that's it, just a lie. That just means we wanted to go first. Partial truth. I, I think they they were planning on competing with Top Gun or le- releasing it next to it, but then they probably realized how shitty it was at the last minute. Ah, oh, which which just bumped us to January. Well, you know what it is. Uh, the guys in suits at the mahogany table are like, Top Gun screened this well, huh? Got a ninety percentile. <laughs> What'd we get? Thirty-one. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Let's see if we can open this shit early. <laughs> No, the guy said, they said, Jason who? <laughs> you know, Who's up and coming so Jason they've got, Hedrick. They, they've, got, they, they've got Tom Cruise and you got Jason who? <laughs> and and the guy from Jaws 3D? Yeah, okay. Did he Here's just win an idea. Oscar? How the fuck did we get him? Did we win him <laughs> in a bet? <laughs> That's right. Your Oscar winner is like is playing second fiddle to Jason fucking Gadrick. <laughs> Officer and a gentleman to this. Actually, you know what? Even Teen Wolf to this is kind of a sucky move. Yeah. 
Dude, I was in Teen Wolf. Now, <laughs> I'd love the like the I would love to track the actor down and just ask him, "What do you rec- What do you What do you What do you regret more, Teen Wolf or Iron Eagle?" Gotta pick one. Gotta pick one. Gotta pick one. Emilio Estevez was considered for the role of Doug Masters. Yeah, I, I hate that shit because everybody's considered for the role when they're casting it. You know? James Spader was considered for the role of Notcher. And James Spader's like, uh, I was just in Pretty in Pink. I don't need to be in this. What? This this part's three seconds long. <laughs> it's like, we loved how much of a dick you were in Pretty in Pink. Will you be in our movie? Uh, No. Yeah, there really isn't a lot of good trivia in here. Uh, everything that there is, you've already mentioned it, like that the fighter pilot dying. That's really everything. I mean, the, the, this is the kind of film, when, whenever you have planes or guns in a film, if you look up any trivia on it, you just get lists of the F-16 fighter, uh, while supposed to be the N-12, is actually an N-4 painted black. You know, shit like that. I don't. I could care less where the planes came from, yeah, or what kind they are, or what caliber the fucking gun is, or oh, they would never put a bomb like that on a plane like that. Yeah, great, wonderful. Yeah, who fucking cares? I, I guess that's why it's not a fucking documentary. <laughs> I, I love it when they bring the firecrackers into the into the uh, into the air the the, the hangar oh, the, the base. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that scene should end with them getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just, just. <laughs> we thought they had guns. No. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this film isn't on Blu-ray, is it? No, it's uh, not. Nobody it cares. Be. Nobody cares. Something, something else I wanted to do that I didn't get a chance to, but maybe I'll do if I have time on my hands, mm. which is never. I wanted to take every single. Uh, if you, in the last half hour of the film, there's like multiple shots of just a close-up of the gun on the side of the plane firing. I wanted to just take every single shot of those and put them all in a row. And in between each shot, just have him screaming, Chappy! <laughs> hey, did you notice during a, a lot of the, the the flying scenes that they use miniatures? What looked to be like on a little plastic stick? I did not notice that. You didn't notice that when okay. No, I mean I you don't you don't see any of the wire work. You don't you don't see any of the if it's on a stick or anything. But what they do is they have a, a like a backdrop of all the clouds, and then they have these aircrafts where they just kind of it looks like it's a plane on a stick, and they just kind of wheel it into the shot, and it's just like whoa, and then it kind of steadies itself. It's like a plane doesn't do that first of all, and it doesn't move in that way as well um i i did notice that whenever they blew up planes there was a lot of plywood on those planes <laughs> yeah this is why they fly like that is a lighter it's a lot of wood I, I i think my favorite part of the film is when he drops the wall of fire oh right yeah i, I was actually watching i was watch. i made i made holly watch it with me and so she's sitting there. She's half. Like, anytime I watch a challenge film and I make her watch, she's half watching. She's like playing on her phone or something. So he drops the wall of fire and he lands. And she looks up and goes, <laughs> How come they're not shooting them? So, well, he dropped the wall of fire. Why don't it's they drive around? <laughs> yeah. Why don't they drive around the wall of fire? Well, I, don't, I guess it's very long. I, I don't they have know to get the big. They got to get the big tank to drive through the well, wall of fire. No, no, no. First, first they drive two Jeeps through. Right. <laughs> 
then <laughs> they send a motorcycle with a sidecar. <laughs> she looks at her and goes, why are, they, why are they sending a motorcycle through the wall fire? I says, well, because the Jeeps didn't work. Why would they put a sidecar on it? I guess they're doubling up. It's like NASA. <laughs> you never know. Then I mean, they you drive, just might jump they, over the wall of fire if someone's in the sidecar. Right. <laughs> then he makes them send the tank through. Yeah. Like, well, why didn't they send the tank before the, the motorcycle? And I love it. The, I, their dictator. I guess carried away. He goes, uh, which ship has uh, the most fuel, is the most stocked with firepower? And it's like, uh, it's a blah, blah, blah. Get him down here. It's like, wait, shouldn't he be up there fighting? And then you, then, then, then he, then they land. He's like, I'm going to fly this plane. And he gets in the plane, and he's like, wait, this guy knows how to fly. <laughs> when the fuck did this well, they, happen? They, they showed him getting out of an airplane earlier, but it was a, it was a throwaway. It was a to establish that. Right. If you were falling asleep a bit, you would have totally missed it. Um, uh, my favorite, but the the best part of the wall of fire sequence for me is hmm. not even just the fact they sent through the motorcycles. I'm waiting next thing. Like, All right, now send the, the unicyclists, <laughs> <laughs> sir. We're totally exposed in the motorcycle. What the fuck? <laughs> but the, after they run the motorcycle through, he says to the radio something along the lines of, "Send more. Send me two more brave men, if there are any left." And I'm waiting <laughs> for the response from the other end. No, sir. Just just men not on fire. <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> Just unflaming men, sir. No, no, no brave ones here. <laughs> Fucking wall of fire. Wall I wish I'd fire. thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just before he drops the wall of fire, when they shoot the father, hmm. and that's the thing, too. He, he tells him, first he says, when he lands, cut him in half. Then, just as he's starting to land, shoot the, shoot the uh, prisoner. So then he doesn't land. <laughs> it's like, dude, why'd you do that? He was going to land. Then you could have killed both of them. What the fuck are you doing? But then when he pulls back up and he shoots the uh, uh, the uh, air uh, air traffic tower. Oh, the, yeah, the tower. The, the, the general and like all these people are in the tower and they go, look, and they run. And then literally two seconds later, he blows up the tower. Right. They were doing a and lot of they, that where there wasn't any casualties. But, but then they show and they're all standing like safely away and that tower exploded like 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 it was made out of explosives. It's <laughs> in, in, like, in like seven seconds they made it to a safety zone where he's not even singed. <laughs> and oh and I think my favorite and, and I have to bring up also speaking of that, um oh shit, I just forgot again as I was saying it. Blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. Damn I'm, it. I lost track because I'm watching the firecracker scene. <laughs> Drop the the wall of fire. <laughs> they should, be, those kids should be dead. <laughs> Fuck, there was something else just like that where they got. Oh, when he blows up the uh, the their oil their oil refinery. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It cuts to the general holding up binoculars, looking. <laughs> like, sir, your oil refinery is on fire. You can see it without the fucking binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they want to see how bad it's on fire. Listen, you don't have to do that. At, at, hundred hundred foot flames shooting up geysers of flames. <laughs> He's got the binoculars up. I think it's on fire, sir. It's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I love this the <laughs> scene before it where he's like, I hope, I, I where he says, um, <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna blow up a hundred million dollars in oil. I'm like, it's so much more money now. <laughs> 
So what is that, about a billion or two worth of oil? A hundred million? It's like, I think I could find a hundred million somewhere. Two months later, the gas crisis hits. So who's to blame? Dougie Masters is Dougie, to blame. Dougie Masters? <laughs> you want to see me get mad? Specu- soon as those uh, soon as those refineries went up, speculators speculation shot to the roof. Gasoline hit $5 a gallon. <laughs> and, and, he, and the general, uh, what, oh, what's the general's name? Do 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 minister of de- is that the, no? That's the minister of defense. You talking the about guy? the the Texas guy? Like, no, the general. The the, 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 the oh the, oh the the Arab guy. Yeah. Um, what's his I'm name? trying to find his name in the credits. Is it, is it uh, evil cause... dictator? <laughs> is it Christopher? <laughs> Br- no, not Christopher Bradley. Oh, what the fuck's his name? Now we're both looking. Is that the actor David Suchet? I don't think so. No, no, that's somebody else. I think it's Suchet. I'm for... Yeah, it's General. It's David what? Suchet. Is it David Suchet? Yeah. You sure? No. <laughs> uh, it's got to be. There's a picture of him on a cover of a box with a with a curled up mustache, and it looks just like him. Okay. If you click on his name, he's in Agatha Christie's uh, Poirot. Yeah, it's like a British. Oh, he played Poirot. That's where I recognize him from. Okay. Kind of looks like the guy um, uh, from Johnny Dangerously. You farking icebergs. <laughs> that, yeah, that that's that would be Poirot. Yeah, uh, Poirot. Um, it's pronounced Poirot. Whatever. Uh, he, he, the but so it's Minister of Defense Colonel Akir Nakesh. Uh-huh. He had the best Gesundheit. villain lines ever in the film. It was like just so heavy fisted, ham fisted. Mm-hmm. The best one is when he's trying to shoot down Dougie Masters and says, "You're a dead man. Do you realize that?" <laughs> I guess he does. I wasn't really thinking about that. Thank you for setting me straight. Are you gonna try and make a man out of me? <laughs> it's creepier when you say it. Well, hey. <laughs> oh my god! So that, that's that, why that I whole, call you chappy. Yeah, that whole back, y'all. <laughs> that whole back and forth, and it, it just with him and and chappy is just. He's <clears> using his 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 kid voice, Chappy. Yeah. You gonna try and make a man out of me, <laughs> like my dad tried? Your dad did a good job. I don't have to do anything. What if oh, we don't by, make by it, the, Chappy? <laughs> by the way, the act, the actor that played uh, his his little brother in the film. Yeah. Better career than his. Better career. Is he still yes, working? Yeah. I think I just uh, saw him in a commercial recently. Yeah. He's been in, he's been in films recently and stuff. I think the last thing he did was commercials, but no, I, he's still working. Isn't Jason Gedrick still working too? Well, he was recently in an episode of uh, of uh, uh, he was in a whole the whole series of Dexter. Dexter, yeah, he, he was, was in, in nearly every episode. It's still, I mean... I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, resurges career. But I'm looking at his career. He's done everything every year. Every single year he's done something. TV. Mostly TV. Yeah, well, TV pays pretty good. Uh, really? Listen, I don't Ooh, see... Oh, he was in three episodes of Necessary Roughness. Wow. I don't... I see a lot of stuff on his resume. And I might not... A lot of it might not be really any good... But he is a lot of consistently working. On, a lot of guest appearances on TV shows. Ooh, I was an episode of Lie to Me. 
Did you just des- did you see Desperate Housewives between 2007 and 2008? If you did, you might have caught me. <laughs> well, I was the number one show for a long time. I, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've never. No, I love it. He's in a movie called The Turn, rumored. Rumor. <laughs> <laughs> By him. The fuck is the turn? It's is this, a film is this like I'm a re- remake, a turn, a, a taming of the shrew, the turn, turn of the screw, turn, turn of the, the screw. screw. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, one night, six friends in their high stake, one point five million poker game. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. Every man sitting at the table thing. needs it all. These six friends do whatever it takes to win and give new meaning to the term "all in." Now, I am all out. Hold on, they're all, all they're all friends, and they have a one point five million dollar poker game poker game that they all need the money for. Where did they get the? Why do they just pull their money together? Well, that's the thing. They're all thrown in about three hundred grand each. Between the th- between the six of them, they have a one one point five million dollars. Unless they didn't put the stakes up. <sighs> How else? And, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, every man sitting at the t- at the poker table needs it all. You just described every poker game ever played. Yeah. Listen, you got a quarter million. You could probably do something with that. Invest it. Each man needs it, and they're all friends. So you get to see friends turn on each other. Yeah, they're gonna be like, yeah, my my wife's being held hostage. The the bail or the <laughs> the, the ransom is one point five million. I need it. You got another guy. Yeah, my mortgage. Yeah, I bought a house that I couldn't afford. It's one point five billion. It's like these are going to be sob stories. No one's going to care about. You know, my wife's coming after me for alimony and child support. Fuck you! <laughs> you got a quarter million. You're okay. Story idea by um, Tom Novak, who wrote ten episodes of Heads or Tails. Okay, is that even an American show? I have no idea. No, yeah, no, British. <laughs> uh, so he wrote ten episodes over what? Seventeen seasons? I think it was just <laughs> over ten episodes. <laughs> I think that was the run. Jesus Christ! <sighs> All right, do you want to? Do we want to rate this? Top Gun? I mean, uh, Iron, Iron, Iron Eagle. Eagle on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hang on a sec. Let me bring it up here. So we're looking at five stars, really? Yeah, it's average, considered to be average. Hang on, I want to see what the what the scale is here. Oh, good idea. Highest five is the high. It's it, it's uh it peaks in the middle. It, it's just the opposite of a cult status. It doesn't have that that cult you're, curve you're to right. it. Sixes and fives. Highest highest rating, uh, females under eighteen, but that's with one rating it. So. <laughs> 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 if you if you ignore that, the next highest rating is from IMDb staff, of which one rated it. Okay, ignoring that, highest rated females aged forty five and older at five point nine average. Okay, so they got their demographic. They they they. Now, are they rating it for Gad, uh, Gadrick or for the Gatsik? I'm going with the Gedrick. Yeah, probably. Going with the Gedrick. So so, what do you want to vote? Um, for nostalgic reasons, I'd almost be okay with leaving it at a five, but I think four is more appropriate. Um, but you know, four would denote that it's just, it's not a good film, but it's not a horrible film. I'm actually fine with five. 
I'll fine, be honest. Fine with a five. It's, it's not a good film, uh, but it it served its purpose, and it's got a Dio song in there, so that gives it one star alone. Okay. All right, five it is. Yeah, Helix. <laughs> I was looking at all the the credit for the music at the end. Helix is in here. That's like the quintessential '80s band name. <laughs> Helix. Helix. If if you heard anybody, if anybody, if you never heard of the band ever, and someone said uh, the band Helix, immediately you'd say. 80s hairband? <laughs> or or, or, then you'd say, or who? Who? But I would go five stars. Also, there's a Twisted Sister song in it. Give it five. I didn't realize we were giving stars for songs, but okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I refuse to rate Lou Gotts at anything lower than a five. Really? I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I have, I have, sta- you have maybe standards? Iron Eagle four. Maybe Iron ooh, Eagle four. Ooh. Iron Eagle four. They made four of these things. That's right. Now, in all fairness, I think three and four were direct to video. Um, were they? Was Gedrick in all four? No, Lugatsi was in all four. Gedrick, when did he say, "I ah, no, I'm sorry." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe after rooftop. At what point was it too good for Jason Gedrick? I'm not sure. I didn't check. I'll take a look right now if you want. Let's see. Oh. He hey, in- he was on an episode of Ally McBeal. Two episodes. Oh, there you wow. go. Iron Eagle I take 2. It back. He stopped at Iron Eagle 2. So did everybody else. I don't even see Iron Eagle 2. What year was that? 89. Yeah. Uh, no, 88. Think, uh, 88. 88. Well, you know. Oh, yeah, sh- oh, look at this. Iron Eagle 2. It says Doug Masters uncredited. Does that mean he had a. a a small part in it, and it was just all Lou Gotsit? Did he say, did, did he just throw him a bone and say he'd be in it just for just a short time? Maybe maybe he disappears like in, in a back clip. Oh, Chappie, man. Here's the plot. Chappie Sinclair is called to gather together a mixed Soviet-U.S. strike force that will perform a surgical strike on a massively defended nuclear missile site in the Middle East. Chappie finds that getting the Soviet and U.S. pilots to cooperate is only the most minor of his problems as he discovers someone in the Pentagon is sabotaging his mission. As they begin their assault, Chappie finds that the nuclear strike has been... It's all Chappie. Yep. Yeah, he's not... He, he probably walks on and says hi or something. Wow. And it's the same he, director he, and, and everything. You would think they would... You know what I bet? He's not... I bet that uh, Jason Gedrick was making rooftops at the time. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. Because, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing rooftops. I can't, I can't do this. If you look at the cast, again, yeah, the fact that he's uncredited says a lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Five stars. He's like, I can't That's be all... in the movie. He already made me a man. <laughs> Five stars. Five? Okay. I've... Done. You got a challenge for me? Yes, I do, sir. Do now, I get, do first, I get, do I'm I get to guess go it? You go take a take a blind guess. See if you can guess it. Blind guess. I mean, what do you got? You got Jason Gedrick. Could be rooftops. Um. Uh, you got Lou Gotsit. I mean, it could be anything. Mm. It could be anything for Lou Lou Gotsit. It could be anything from another Iron Eagle film to Enemy Mine. Um, take a wild stab. Wild stab. See, I don't know where you're going with it. Are you going to grab an actor, a director, or a writer? 
Just take a stab. Get it over with. Teen Wolf 2? Oh, you wish it was Teen Wolf 2. Alright. <laughs> you gotta give me a I'm hint. Going, not, you gotta give me a hint. I'm going on theme. Theme? Theme. Theme. So it's gonna be another... Uh, another Take like, a stab. Top Gun type film? Take a stab. Take a guess. What was that Clint Eastwood film? What the hell was that called? Heartbreak, Heartbreak Ridge? No, Clint Eastwood did uh, like a stealth, oh, like Firefox. Uh, Firefox. It's not Firefox. Oh, is that's, it? No, it's not. I wish it was. I actually have that too. <laughs> that's a great idea. Shit. Um. Damn it. Put a, put a pin in that one. <laughs> and then stab me for saying put a pin in it. Okay. <laughs> um. Fuck. All right, I'll, I'll I'll narrow it down for you. Okay. The theme is your your Hollywood movie theme of the kids taking over to do what the adults can't do. It's not Red Dawn, is it? It's fucking Red, Red Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> it's Red Dawn, the original and and the, the remake. Movie. Oh, gonna, yes. <laughs> Having seen the remake recently, this is a perfect time to debut our uh, original remake challenge. Oh, Red Dawn. Also, because I personally don't like the original Red Dawn either, and we can also get Chris Wolner in on this. Okay. I um, That sounds like a great idea. I haven't, I literally haven't seen Red Dawn since I was a kid, so the only Th- memories I have on it are fond ones. I remembered liking that a lot when I was a kid. I remembered thinking as a kid, this isn't rated R because, <laughs> you know, dot, dot, dot. And, and again, one of the major points is not even just reviewing both films, but, but comparing the original to the remake, which I, I think is not done enough in reviews of remakes. Okay. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to this one because I, I think there's a lot to be said for examining what they change and what they keep. And why the fuck they did. Okay. So I haven't seen the remake yet either. So uh, good, there, there, very, very good challenge. Of, very nice. There's like two or three serious logic issues I have with the, with the uh, with the the remake. Oh really? That I'm looking I'm looking forward to discussing. Yeah. <laughs> All around, it's going to be a good challenge. Yeah. So definitely. Firefox. I wish I'd thought of that. I probably wouldn't have done Red Dawn. Ah. Oh. That's okay. It's all right. I've flown. I've flown the. I, I want. I want to. Uh, at work, uh, one of the guys at work at the lighthouse used to uh, always just throw random movie lines out. Oh really? And I got, I got Firefox once, having never seen the film. Wow. He threw the line out. I was like, I've flown them all. Something like that. It's like Firefox. So yeah. So yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs> That's how awesome I am. Nice. Wow. Uh, you know what I? You know what I almost put in the uh, in the homoerotic montage? What was that? Was was when they're sitting on when he's sitting on the couch and he's telling him, "It's like you think it's gonna be easy, don't you?" I, said, I don't think it's gonna be all easy. I just I think I'm ready for it. <laughs> I I probably should have squeezed it in there. It's so like a nice little bit of <laughs> follow. And he followed that up with uh, "Go see what my pillow's doing." Oh God! Yeah, I want you in my trailer. <laughs> Go see what, or what is, I want you in bed, in my bed. I want you in my bed. See what yeah. the other side of my pillow is doing. 
Because you'll be biting on it soon. <laughs> Luke gots it. Oh, you, you gots it all right. I'm going to give it to you. There's a little bounce. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chappis Sinclair. And I was so busy working on the homoerotic uh, the trailer there, I didn't isolate the one Lou Gossett, Gossett moment. Which one was that? So I feel guilty for that. I don't know. I didn't. I, I, I focused so much on that that I, I don't. There's got to be a, a Lou Gossett, Gossett moment. It's probably uh, if, if you mess up, if you mess up, you're going to make me real mad. <laughs> you don't want to see me mad. It's like, okay, we got it. <laughs> we don't want to see you mad. Okay. Oh no! It's got to be the it's, it's the part when he's doing on his mixtape. We say God doesn't give you something if you know if he doesn't want you to use it. Oh right, right, right! You got a you yeah, got like, a gift. Course, God gave you a yeah. gift, son. Use it. Apparently, God just wanted me to kill, wanted you to kill me, <laughs> which is why I'm up there with him now, asking him what the fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. We Iron good? Eagle, ladies and gentlemen. Iron, Iron, Eagle. Iron Eagle. We good to end the show? I think we're good to end the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Episode 108, Movie Sucktastic Iron Eagle. Is Lou Gatsit. Lou Gatsit is what we reviewed. Lou uh, you can You can go to our Facebook page and like us. Definitely do that. We post... Everything from trailers to movie news to just about anything you can think of that's cool and funny that has anything to do with the movie or entertainment industry. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com and you can download all of our podcasts there. Or you can you can listen to the show right there using the live stream app that we have. You can also sure. leave us... What's up? Have you, um, have you put the Tumblr link on our, our website yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, we have a Tumblr. We have a Tumblr. We tumble. Yes. I have not put the Tumblr up yet, but Scott has put up our new voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can call and leave us voicemail at that number, and we will play what you say on the show. <laughs> you can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can also go to iTunes and listen to all of our shows there, or you can leave us uh, reviews and comments. We love those, so please do that. And um, I, I think that's it. And I, I think the Tumblr is uh, MovieSucktastic. It's Tumblr.com forward slash MovieSucktastic? Slash MovieSucktastic, yeah. Okay. Very nice. Okay, everybody. Uh... I'll, we'll talk to you next week. And just remember, Luke got it. Oh, yeah.